Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 440 for Monday, August 2nd. Today on the show, Nashville tries to stay unbeaten. We've got some big news from Indianapolis Colts camp. The Nashville Predators continue to lock up their players. But we begin with what to expect at the Titans' full padded practice on Monday. This year's podcast is brought to you, of course, by the great people over at the Kingston Group. They've been doing custom home and remodeling work in the Nashville market for over a decade, and it's because you can trust them. I have a friend who is doing a major remodel, is not using the Kingston Group, and their contractors just bailed on him. I mean, this is what this market does, this is what this industry does, and this is what the Kingston Group is trying to solve. They want to fix these problems because people are not trustworthy all the time, especially in this industry. There's a lot of apprehension. Kingston Group's job is to take all of that off the table. They give you a front-end estimate. They give you a front-end budget. They're going to deliver it on time, and the work is going to be fantastic. It's going to be exactly what you want. So go check out the website, buildkg.com. Go look at their work, buildkg.com, and remember the name when you need some work on your house or you're making a big move or making a big decision. Remember the name, the Kingston Group. Monday is going to be a fun day at St. Thomas Sports Park for the Tennessee Titans and me. I cannot wait to see this team in full pads. Friday's practice was a skeleton crew with almost all of the important players getting the day off. Most of them were back, of course, on Saturday, but we also saw the worst injury of camp as rookie undrafted tight end Briley Moore was carted off the field and multiple scuffles ensued as Nate Davis was taking all comers, including Jeffrey Simmons. Good for you, Nate Davis. So after two days off out of three for most of the best players, a few injuries and some tempers flaring on Saturday, our first full padded practice on Monday should be very interesting. We've seen a lot from the secondary and receivers in the first week because the style of practice lends itself to evaluating the passing game. I know I've spent a lot of time studying and debating with almost anyone who will talk to me on the sidelines about who the Titans are going to keep at wide receiver. Maybe it's seven guys and who are they? But also how many and what will the secondary rotation look like as well? There are a lot of talented options at both positions, but especially at wide receiver, which is a really good problem the Titans have really never, ever had at that position. But with the full pads coming out, it's time to switch our focus to the trenches. The offensive line is largely set, except for right tackle, so I will be watching Kendall Lamb and company at that position. Also, outside linebacker and nose tackle will be two positions I will be focusing on as well. Bud Dupree, who was cleared off the COVID list on Saturday, which means that he is vaccinated, is still out. So what does the rotation look like after Harold Landry? It's of huge importance for a team desperate for an improved pass rush. We know Big Jeff Simmons and Danico Autry will hold down two spots on the line, but who will snag the third? Nose tackle Tyre Tart has been really impressive in just one week, won an offseason award from the coaching staff, and may have the inside track. He was one of the other guys mixing it up with Davis on Saturday as well. Not scared of anybody. Monday will be a chance for him to take a major step forward towards a starting position. Power, explosiveness, disruption, competitiveness, get off, as they say, is what we will all be watching on Monday, including Mike Vrabel and John Robinson. Cannot wait. Speaking of injuries on the football field, the Colts' Carson Wentz did some serious damage to his foot late on Thursday in practice. The new Indianapolis quarterback is out indefinitely with the potentially serious injury. So much so that the Colts actually signed backup quarterback Brent Hundley over the weekend. The Colts do not consider the injury to be season-ending. It doesn't sound good for Wentz. Currently, second-year signal caller Jacob Eason is your starter for the Colts should the season begin today. Eason obviously has a massive arm, but basically zero experience. 
The quarterback position is the difference in this division right now, as Ryan Tannehill looks as smooth and as comfortable and as confident as ever. While the Colts starter is already injured, the Texans starter is asking for a trade while dealing with a massive sexual assault scandal, and the Jaguars starter is a rookie who's never taken a single NFL snap, albeit a very talented one. And oh, by the way, let's recap Colts camp so far while we're at it. Wentz is out indefinitely. Head coach Frank Reich has tested positive for COVID. Starting Pro Bowl center Ryan Kelly is out for a few weeks injured. And superstar linebacker Darius Leonard hasn't practiced yet. Meanwhile, in Jacksonville, Urban Meyer is cussing up a storm, wondering where all the bands and cheerleaders and student sections are at the Jacksonville Stadium. Sorry, bud, this is a different ball game. Needless to say, the AFC South is off to a rough start this summer. Minus, of course, the defending divisional champs looking really, really good so far. Meanwhile, on the other end of Broadway, the Nashville Predators are lining things up contractually. Over the weekend, the organization signed Tanner Jeannot to a two-year deal worth $1.6 million total and Matthew Olivier to a two-year deal worth $1.5 million total. That is four years of service for Olivier and Jeannot for a grand total of $3.1 million. They are two of the young, surprising, physical forwards that were a big part of the resurgence of the Predators team last season. Love those two contracts. It was the first step in getting the bigger restricted free agents signed. Before they can accurately negotiate contracts with UC Soros, Dante Fabro, and Ellie Tolvanen, assuming all of those things are happening right now, David Poyle needed to get the smaller deals out of the way first so that he has a better idea of exactly how much cap space he's working with. About $19 million. With that basically done, he can now focus on the bigger names. Saros could be in the five-year $30 million range with a $6 million AAV. And frankly, there is no real competitive future for this Predators franchise without Saros. So pay that man his money. The deadline for players to schedule arbitration hearings was Sunday, and that means if no deals are reached with Saros, Fabro, or Tolvanen before August 11th, it could end up going into a hearing, which we have seen in the past occasionally get contentious. Saros has 100% of the leverage, as the Preds' entire franchise hangs on him being the starter for at least the next three, four, maybe even five years. Fabro needs to rebound and is likely to sign a bridge deal in the $2.5 million range. Tolvanen could be a prime candidate for a pay-him-now-and-save-money-on-him-later longer-term deal, the old Cali Yarncroke special. So keep an eye, of course, on the Twitters, at Braden Gall, at 440 Sports, at Adam Vingan as well. And, of course, we will give you updates as they break. I would expect some of these contracts, especially Tolvanen and Fabro, to get done before the hearings. Well, things didn't start particularly well for Nashville SC on Sunday night, but the club stayed unbeaten for the eighth straight match with a 1-1 tie against Toronto. TFC executed a brilliant free kick from nearly 40 yards out when they quick kicked it softly over the back line and a beautiful header gave Toronto the lead in just the 19th minute but defender Robert Castellanos stepped up and answered with his first career MLS goal in his MLS debut in the 41st minute for Nashville SC with a subtle header off a mammoth throw-in from Dave Romney, the old throw-in header combination. From that time on, the boys in road blue were the far better side but simply couldn't find the road victory. Even Ake Loba and Jander Cadiz came into the game at the same time to finish the contest and also couldn't find the ever-elusive first road win of the season for Nashville SC. Nashville is now 6-1-9 on the season, but just 0-1-4 on the road. It's a road draw, so you take the point. 
but against one of the conference's lesser teams, I think supporters were hoping for that elusive first road win. The boys in gold are now set up for a monster game with first place in the Eastern Conference table, New England, on Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. SC fell to third in the East with the draw. Let's wrap up today with a couple of quick hitters here. The Titans signed former Jets kicker Sam Ficken after both Tucker McCann and Blake Hobble struggled in practice again this weekend. The 28-year-old was 13 of 15 in nine games for the New York Jets last season. Maybe this will finally solve the problem. Odds are it won't. Vanderbilt pitcher Kumar Rocker, the 10th pick in the MLB draft a few weeks ago, failed to come to an agreement with the New York Mets by Sunday afternoon's deadline. The Mets refused to sign the college star after what we have to assume was an extremely concerning medical evaluation. They did not even make him an offer. Rocker can return to Vanderbilt or play in an independent league and be drafted next season. His decision is yet to be decided. Meanwhile, the Mets will get the 11th pick in next year's draft as compensation for the medical issues. As a Mets fan and a fan of Rocker, I could not be more pissed about this. If Rocker has some truly bad physical damage, then it's probably the smart move by the Mets not to invest millions of dollars in him and get a high pick in next year's draft. If they are overreacting and failing to play the long game and milk the system, then I hate it for Rocker, and it would be the most Mets thing that they could possibly do. The 440, of course, is brought to you by the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. They are Nashville's locally owned, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm, and they will not let you down. That's basically it. They do fantastic work to make sure that you love your home. And oh, by the way, make a little money on it on the side. Check out the website, buildkg.com. You know where to go. And remember the name, The Kingston Group. Thank you guys all for listening. Of course, my name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the product. Really, seriously, just share the, the product. Tell one person if you like it. If you don't like it, you can tweet me and tell me you hate it. That's fine. I'm always looking to improve the show, so you can tell me what's wrong with it. I'm happy to take criticism. I'm good with that. I'm married. As a side note, happy anniversary to my wife. Married six years on Sunday. <laughs> Again, thank you guys all for listening. This has been the 444 Monday, August 2nd. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler. <laughs>